Welcome to the Red Half of Sheffield, a Sheffield United podcast by two American Blades fans. My name is Noah Snyder, and I'm joined, as always, by Chad Jarvis. How are you doing today, Chad? I'm doing okay. I'm battling a little bit of a cold, so I apologize if I sound more blocked up and nasally, and I don't sound exactly like Kermit the Frog this week. So, yeah, <laughs> other than that, I mean, yeah, let's let's get ready to... Watch a 0-0 draw against Peterborough on Saturday. I'm so psyched. I'm glad the boys are back. Well, first and foremost, it's not Kermit the Frog. Everybody knows that you sound like Ray Romano. Oh, yeah. Okay. Everybody loves Raymond. Yes, I'll take that one. Everybody loves Chad Jarvis. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'll tell you who not everybody loves is Noah Snyder, especially in the Chef United Twitterverse, because I made a grave mistake on our last podcast. And normally I'm pretty good about catching myself in mistakes, but it quickly became apparent that I incidentally called Nick from the Chef United way, Ben, on the last podcast. And I want to profusely apologize over pod here. (laughs) to Nick from the Chef United Way. And I wanted to add quickly here, if you haven't done so, follow Nick from the acclaimed YouTube channel, the Chef United Way, at InGoodNick17. I'll say that again. I'll say that one more time, just just to really just kind of like nail it in here, all right? Please follow Nick, that's Nick, from the acclaimed acclaimed YouTube channel, the Chef United Way at InGoodNick17 on Twitter. And I mean, those lads, I have to just say, they did a phenomenal job interviewing the Prince this past week. Uh, it was released this last Saturday. And I, I know you haven't had a chance to watch it, Chad, but if you haven't done so, please go ahead and give that a watch. I mean, that's a fantastic content and a fantastic job by the boys over there at the Chef United Way. And I mean, what a get as far first and foremost. And yeah. what an interview as well. I have to say, the Prince really seemed genuine. I think he really seemed like, uh, you know, he has the club's best interest at heart long term. And he was real. I mean, he w- he was very realistic about the fact. Look, when you get relegated, you have to sell players. It's just it's just a part of the business. And you know, he didn't shy away from from questions about the club's financial status at present. And you know, that was I I, I can't really think of any club, you know, that isn't fucking tin pot. Really, that would uh, uh, that has an owner who would do such an interview, and it, it really just kind of gave a feeling that you know the prince is very involved that he cares about the club and he cares about what the fans think as well about the job that he's doing as owner yeah i mean like you alluded to i haven't watched the interview and probably as soon as i get off here i'll go and watch it but i almost thought when when they posted on twitter that they were doing an interview with the prince i was like wait a minute i was like this owner that we have not seen or heard from, aside from a couple of uh, interviews on Talk Sport a couple months ago after the Wilder situation and everything, I was like, "Hold on, they must be pulling our leg." And then, sure, sure is it on on Sunday or Saturday they released the interview. I was like, "Okay, all right." I mean, I just want to know. I mean, they have have to have some massive pull in that club because 
I mean, to get the owner of Sheffield United, I mean, because he is probably a pretty busy guy. I don't know. He might just sit all day with his feet kicked up. Just to get him, it's like, wow, I mean, that, that's cool. I, I hope someday in the future we, we can do that. I mean, could you imagine us talking to him? Oh, my God. I'd be, I'd be so nervous. I don't think he'd lower himself, to be honest. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. It'd be fun. It would no, be that, so that would fun. Be, that would be class. That would be really great. But, I mean, the connections that Nick and Hal have, you know, as far as the club is concerned, they – they do such a good job. They get information before it's released to the public. And I mean, right now, my humble opinion, they're some of the best Sheffield United content producers out there. So yeah. Yeah, I can't share enough praise. I hope I'm not being overtly praising uh, of them. I just think that they've done such a good job with their channel. So, you know, cheers to, to Hal and Nick. Here's not calling him Ben anymore. Yes. Yes. Never going to make that mistake again. <laughs> So, Chad, we have a match, as you mentioned earlier, this Saturday against Peterborough United. It is going to be at the lane. It is a 3 p.m. GMT kickoff. And let's just kind of go over Peterborough's form to this point in the season, five games in. On August 28th, they lost 1-0 to West Brom. They lost 1-0 to Preston before that. They drew Cardiff 2-2. And in their opening match, they beat Darby County 2-1 with two goals in stoppage time. So kind of a mixed bag here as far as their form is concerned. You know, Darby County not been great this season. That's their only win so far. Cardiff, I don't know. They're a decent side and only to concede one against West Brom. I mean, what are your feelings on this Peterborough United team? I think this is a side that we should beat based on the players we have in the side. I, I think they're, they're a good side, but their first year in the championship after coming up from League One, you know, the, the talent gap is considerable from the the, the three teams that got promoted from League One up to the championship to the rest of the league. So, I mean, they've adapted well. I mean, hell, they're higher than the, in the league than us. They're 20th or 23rd. So we were in the Prem last year. They were in League One last year, and they are two points ahead of us in the league. You know, it's, it's still early doors in the season. But, I mean, they're, they're a decent side. I don't expect anything much out of their side. They have a lot to offer going forward, but they just, I mean, hell, everybody in the league scored a ton more goals than us. So they've scored four goals, which isn't bad. I mean, but it's just, this is a game we need to go in and just need to win. One nil, two nil, just, just, just take care of business. I mean, I'd prefer that we smash these, you know, really make a statement that our new signings are justified and, that we're set to turn the season around. I mean, this really is a statement game for us. It needs yeah. to be. It is. Yeah, I, I feel that way too. This this needs to kickstart our season here. Out of this international break, we need to get the bus rolling in the right direction. Absolutely. So, I mean, let's just take a look at the side that they lined up against West Brom, you know, a little over a week ago. And they started Jack Marriott up front and – it's come to my attention that he hasn't really started regularly for them. It's really been Sarike Dembele who's been starting up front for Peterborough United. 
um, along with Clark Harris. And Clark Harris banged what thirty three goals in last year in League One. Yeah, so he was he was bossing it. He's got the scoring touch, and I mean he's probably a player that we need to watch out for. Same same with Dembele. He's he's scored two goals as well. Yeah, I mean Johnson Clark Harris. It's going to take a little bit of time for him. He's he's not like an Ivan Tony that that just come up to Brentford and just started smashing in goals. So he needs a little bit of time to adapt to this league. So I mean, he'll he'll get his goals, but after coming off the back of thirty three goals last year, I mean, people are looking at him like, "Why are you five games into the season and don't have any goals? What's going on?" So it's kind of a stiffer competition has to do with it. I mean, it's not as easy as League One. So yeah, he's certainly somebody. Their attacking players are certainly players that we have to look out for for sure. The other player that scored goals for Peter Bros so far this season is Burroughs in the midfield. And he's he's had two as well. So another talent that we probably need to look out for. Filling out the rest of the midfield looks like they've got Grant, Norburn, and Ward. And they play three at the back, Butler, Kent, and Thompson, and then Pim in net. And it's my understanding in League One he had a pretty good season last year yeah. for him, right? Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't a bad player. I mean, he he played for for Posh and he's been he's been there since June of 2019. So, he's he's got 92 games under his belt. So, I mean, it it's pretty good. Last year he had 15 clean sheets, which is not bad for a league in League 1 that I mean, it's very rare if you have a goal goalkeeper get double-digit clean sheets because, I mean, it's so regular that all the games are like 2-1, to 2-2, 3-2, to 2, 3-1s. There's always goals going in. It's very rare that a team has 15 clean sheets in League One. So, I mean, if for for that league standards, yeah, he's, he's doing pretty good. He hasn't had a clean sheet this year, which is good. It bodes well for us going into this game that we might be able to slot that little white thing into that big giant white thing with the net on the end of it and the three posts that hold it up, hopefully. Get it into the bag, man. Just get it into the bag. That's Probably kick it in the 17th row of the stadium every freaking time. (laughs) I'll I'll just want to smash my iPad watching it. Well, let's talk about how we think Sheffield United are going to line up. Give me your starting 11 for this match against Peterborough, Chad. Oh, here we go with this. I've been wavering over this for, I don't know, the last... Well, I've kind of dialed... If I'm honest, I've kind of dialed Sheffield United back a little bit because, you know, over here in America, football has started... So that has come to the forefront. American football. American football has started over here. So that has come to the forefront. And since we didn't play last weekend, I did not really watch much. Well, of the international break, I haven't watched much of it. Since the beginning of the week, I've been wavering over who we we're going to start. Obviously, we we slot the new goalkeeper in. Olsen comes in. He'll, he'll be between the sticks. Then our back three that... I think is pretty sure, like, nailed on for the rest of the season, barring injury. You got Egan in the middle, Basham to his right, and Ben Davies on his left-hand side. Now, I think we're going to line up as a 3-5-2, but who knows what we're going to run now. We could go 4-4-2 
or some variant. We could do like one, three, five, two, or some shit. Who knows? But I'm thinking we're going to start as a three, five, two. And I think we'll, we'll have R&D over there on the left-hand side. Then we'll have Hurahan and Gibbs White. He'll play where Norwood slots. And then if Sanderberger or Berger is cleared COVID protocol, protocol, he'll slot in. And then if Baldock is healthy, but if Baldock's not healthy, we'll go with Bogle. And then up front for me, I've got Brewster and I've got McBurney starting. Although I've wanted to tip Sharp as starting because he has, out of all of our strikers, he has looked like he just wants to go and get the ball and put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have a very similar lineup to to yours, Chad. I think that, you know, the new guys in midfield, they come in, Horihan and Gibbs-White. I think Horihan takes flex place, and I think uh, Morgan Gibbs-White slots in for Norwood. And if Berga is... Uh, able to play then i mean he slot you know he slots in if not we'll have to you know shake it up a little bit i mean maybe you slot gibbs white over to the right midfield and then i don't know maybe i i haven't heard anything from from benno we haven't heard anything from benno yeah in a while so i mean maybe he comes in or god forbid we just put norwood in there but i i I bet you you I don't think you need Norwood. Now that we have Hurahan, I, I think he's going to be our free kick taker. Yeah, th- that's one thing I'm curious about, too. Do, like, depending on the game, okay, say the game's in, like, the 75th minute or 65th minute. Does does Yako sub on Norwood and put Norwood and Hurahan in, or how is this going to – I'm curious to see what the substitutions look like because – Basically, that's the only place – that's the only little – or a few positions that we're going to make changes instead of the strikers, aside from the strikers, changing them. We're going to – are we going to change anything in midfield is is my big – like, what does Jokanovic have planned for our side? Yeah. The only other change – I mean, you said McBurney. I actually think Sharp starts this game, and then maybe McBurney comes in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing – do we ever get an injury report on how long Mousset was out? Was he out a month or six weeks? Four to six weeks was the initial estimate. But, yeah, we're kind of creeping closer to that window. And yeah. But even so, I mean, look, I don't know if he immediately comes back into the side. I mean, he needs to train a little bit and get so really by Christmas get his back up. Yeah, I, I'd say that's probably I, – I don't, I don't want to say Christmas. I'm going to say closer to, like, Halloween. The end yeah. of October is probably yeah. when he starts featuring in the side. They might get him in if he's fit against Southampton as a sub in the Ooh, cup. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It's true. Just as kind of like a test game there. But I mean we'll we'll have to see what you know what happens. I I, I think I don't think we're gonna be taking that that cup game very seriously to be to be perfectly no. honest with you. No, I I would agree with that. But you know, I think Jokanovich has this side probably picked out, what is today, Wednesday uh, of game week. He, he probably has a good idea of what side he's going to put out because you got to think, we got a game Saturday and then Tuesday. So it starts now, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday's the cup game against Southampton, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. So until the first week of October, 
from now to the first week in October, we have a game Saturday, Tuesday of every week for the rest of this month. And then we have we play Bournemouth the second, and then we have another international break, and then we come back and we go Saturday, Tuesday again. So, man, we are getting into the rigors of the championship. Week in and week out, we better be ready. So is this one of those things where he doesn't put all the new boys in? He features them for 15, 20, 25 minutes at the end of the game and then throws them in against Preston on Tuesday. Who who knows? I think it's really going to be kind of predicated upon, you know, what what he sees in training. I, I mean, that, that'll be one thing. But – this is a more, I mean, look, the, the game against Preston is going to be super important, but we have to get off the mark here. We have yeah. to get three points on Saturday. It has to happen. Yep. yep. You know, for sure. And, for and sure. That, tu- that Tuesday game will be important as well, but we're coming up here against three teams who were not in the top half of the league last year. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Two, uh, two newly promoted sides and Preston were down by the near the bottom all year last year. So, yeah. We got nine points right in front of us. Easily. Easily should be nine points. And then easily. Have, and then we have Darby on the 25th. So I mean, yeah, this 12 is points. this is 12 points that are conceivably achievable. We just have to get on off the mark, get that little bit of confidence, start banging the goals in, and like I said, building that confidence because it's gonna be critical. It's gonna be absolutely crucial. If we don't take at least nine out of the next four games, nine points out of the next four games, it's going to be very, very tough. Very, very tough. We, In my opinion, we don't need less than 10. I can see us getting one draw, but we got to take we got to take max points from all these teams. Oh, boy, that's going to – if we don't come out with 12 points, I think if we don't come out with 12 points from these four games, I think we are – Big, well, you can almost kiss playoffs goodbye. You're I aiming to finish probably tenth. It's still too early. It's still too early because I mean we all know there's that one squad in every championship season that goes on a run in the middle of the season and gets like seven or eight games in a row where they yeah. win, and that yeah, just catapults true. you up the league. So I I don't look. It's not it's not a matter of must at this point. It's a matter of want and like almost sneaking fastly approaching need yes yes 100 i'm just i just want us to win every single game you know <laughs> if, yes. if we don't win we're gonna we lose and then i get upset and it ruins the weekend so <laughs> i just i know then it, I, it feeds I, my drinking habit and then usually <laughs> bad decisions are made so yes it doesn't doesn't bode very well for us if I, we don't win so I don't, you know, I, it's funny. I was totally thinking about this just as an aside, like earlier in the summer when it was the off season, I noticed that I was like generally happier on the weekends. Oh yeah. I was, I, was. Like, I, I wonder why that is. And I was like, oh, that's right. I'm not watching Sheffield United ship four goals this weekend. You know, yeah. like <laughs> exactly. It's, it's one of those things where we're like, man, okay. Yeah. You're anxious to get back. You're like, but then the season starts off and it's absolutely horrible. And you're just like, good God, why did I, why did I, why was I excited for this stuff to begin with? Why? I, I will say this. And, and, you know, this is based on 
an interview uh, that Basham gave earlier in the week. He said that the new boys in training are looking really good. It's good. It's white and hurry hand. And you, I mean, you imagine if he come. Go on. Go ahead. You imagine if he come out and said they look awful. Like, what would everybody <laughs> do? He'd be like, oh my god, you're not gonna believe this. Hurahan is worse than Norwood. Just gives the ball away every time. He can't hit a free kick to save his life. Gibbs White, he hasn't even shown. He's been 45 to an hour late to every training. They're just terrible. I don't even know why we sign these guys. They're awful. <laughs> Honest opinion. That'd be me, though. I, that'd be the honest guy. Yeah, you know what? He's not as good as everyone says. You know, he's a little, you know, he's got a little bit of ego on him. So, as far as score predictions are concerned, Chad, how do you see this one finishing against Peterborough United? Uh, man, I want to go 0 0, but I won't. I'll say 1 0. Us, we win. Brewster gets the goal. For some reason, I just feel like he's going to score. It, it helped that he scored on his international duty for what was it under was it under was it under twenty ones or under twenty threes that he scored for under twenty ones and it, under twenty yeah, ones. Yes, he won a penalty and then he scored the ensuing penalty spot kick. Yeah, so at least at least we know he can take penalties. So I I'll, I'll say one nil us for sure. Hopefully we get off the mark and we play well and the new boys fit in well. I'm going to also say 1-0, but I'm going to go with the man, Billy Sharp. Bill Sharp. Bill Sharp. Did you see the petition to put the sign back up at Bramall Lane? Billy Sharp scores goals. We should. They should. I don't know why. The fans are crying out for it. Put the damn thing back up. I mean, what's it hurting? What are are we hurting in in the, the ground? What what's it covering? It's not covering up advertising, is it? No. no. Just put the damn thing back up, or somebody make a new one, take it to the ground, just nail it to the freaking wall. <laughs> That's what I'd do. I what's mean, the worst thing they're gonna the, do? Tear it down. The supporters are so creative with a lot of the uh, the signs and you know the the posters and I guess in the United States and Mexico we'd call them tifos and I, abroad they call them tifos. So uh, I mean, why not? You know, why not just have somebody get up there with hammer and nail and just put up bang, a new Billy Sharp goal sign? Probably be yeah. kicked, booted out of Bramall Lane for, for life. That's a lifetime ban right there. But it's, I mean, if you look at it, it might be worth it, though. I mean, what would you get banned from Bramall Lane for? Well, I was trying to put up the Billy Sharp scores goal sign again and they kicked me out. But what you could do is just change your name, get a different identity, like a fake ID. Shave your hair and you just roll right no, back no. in. There. You, you have to understand, Chad. You 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 lie when somebody asks you, "What did you get Bramalane uh, banned from Bramalane for?" You, you say naked pitch invasion. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what true. you have to say, right? <laughs> true, but then people are going to want video evidence. So if you don't have video evidence, oh, then you just find some random one. Yeah, they always cut away, don't they? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of, uh, yeah. Of recent, of recent, they have any pitch invasions have gone without you have to get somebody's who's like 40 rows up on their camera phone and they're recording the whole damn thing but you don't and you gotta wait for like two weeks on youtube to find it (laughs) so let's get into some uh transfer news and some free agent news so it appears that sheffield united are pretty keen on still signing adlin guediora Right? Did I butcher that? 
I have no idea because I I wasn't I wasn't no I wasn't going anywhere near that I was staying away from that. Your guess is as good as mine of how you pronounce it. I saw it. I was like, yep. I don't know how to pronounce that, and I'm not even going to try it. Well, this is the 35 year old that we've been linked with. He was previously playing in Qatar under Jokanovic, so in the Al uh, Garafa side. So. Good to have some midfield backup, I guess. If you know he's not on fifteen thousand pound a week, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just don't know why. What was the reason why we didn't sign him? I mean, he I wasn't. Think we, I think we knew we we had these loanies coming in. Yeah, I mean, we could always use more depth at those positions. Now, once the FA Cup starts, if we had him in the side, once the FA Cup started, we could have slotted him in there, gave him game time. We're going to be out of the Carabao Cup probably next round anyway. So, I mean, yeah, it's good in case somebody gets hurt, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll take him, but I'm kind of okay without him, honestly. Yeah. yeah. He's 35 years old, man. He, he, yeah. he can't put in a shift. Uh, apparently, he's got some pace, though. So, I mean, that's that's what the rumor is. I haven't really seen any video of him. So I can't really speak to, you know, the quality of performance that he would give hypothetically if he signed for us. But I maybe, I don't know. Maybe. He's a young 35? Is yeah. he a young 35? <laughs> That's my understanding. He, he's a very young <laughs> a, 35. Yeah, a young 35. Okay. All right. Hey, don't knock those old guys. We're we're getting up there, you and me. <laughs> it's true. That is true. That is true. We're, we're, we're on the wrong side of 30. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Ugh. Yikes. Another just I, I don't even think it's really worth mentioning, but Keen Bryan ended up signing with West Brom. Good luck to him riding the fucking pine over there. Yep. He is Bye. Of, of game time, unless there's some grave injuries over in West Brom. So yeah. yeah. Bye. Adios. I mean, I mean, we offered him by the sounds of it, we offered him a decent deal for what we were rated him. He turned it down, and since then, apparently, it's just been bye. We don't need you anymore. Since you don't want this deal, then we're not gonna, we're not gonna give you any other deal. So here, go sign with whoever you want to. Play three or four games in the middle of December and January, and then ride the rest of the pine. And you'll probably go up, and then you won't do anything. And West, I think West Brom was signed up to a one-year contract, or for like the rest of the season, right? I don't know how the length of the deal. So he might be done this year, and won't even get to go back to the Prem if they go up. Yeah, I don't know what the yeah. terms of the deal is. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely a possibility. Well, um, we'll see what happens with him. But yeah, anyway. Uh, not worth mentioning more than that. So, yep. is there anything else that uh, you, you think bears mention here before we wrap things up on this episode of the Red Half of Sheffield, Chad? The only other thing I was—I heard we were rumored, to, like, well, I just heard it vaguely thrown out there. Daniel Sturridge is still a free agent, but from what I've heard, um, he doesn't play unless he is a hundred percent fit. And I'm talking if he gets out of bed and stubs his toe, he's out for six months type deal. I think we stay away from it. He's probably going to ask an ass load of money. I think we just stay away from it and just are happy with 
what we have. And if we're on a roll, we look to maybe strengthen one or two more positions in January for the run-in. You know, we'll see where we're at there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see any f- really further signings beyond potentially the uh, 35-year-old from uh, that Slavisa has worked with before. I think that's it, really. Yeah, and then I mean, like, the... Look, the- this I'm I'm sorry, Chad. Here, the Star came out with an article that said 14 free agents Sheffield United can still sign, but they're all so ridiculous. I mean, oh, yeah. like Hal Robson Canoe. Yeah, he is a free agent, and he plays very well in the Championship. For some reason, he's terrible in the Premier League. Plays awesome in the Championship. That would be a steal. But the the guy can't stay on the team for more than like one year. He must be like absolutely like a cancer in the locker room because why this guy scores all these goals because he his name came on to like world stage and what was that the Euros when he scored all those goals for Wales and he didn't have a team and then he's kind of bounced around in the championship. I mean, it would be a shout if we had like a huge injury bug coming through the side. That would be about it, but I'd stay away from him too. Because there's a re- there's a reason these players are free agents. Yeah, their wages are are far too high, and yep. I just and I don't think we can afford them right now. I mean, Jack Wilshire was another name that was thrown out there, but I mean, his wages are probably ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know how who was he. He played for Bournemouth last year. I don't know how they afforded him, but I think Bournemouth had a little bit more money than they lead on. Yep. So. I think that just about wraps th- things up here. I once again want to encourage everybody listening this, to this podcast to go ahead and follow Nick from the acclaimed YouTube channel, The Chef United Way, at InGoodNick17 on Twitter. And Chad, where can the people find you on social media? Once again, I will state the same, the obvious that, that Noah said. Go follow Nick, aka Ben, on Twitter, and also give Hal a follow too because he's a good he's a good mate too. So give both of those guys uh, a follow on their social media, please, and and follow their as Noah said, Chef United Way. The listeners can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Blades in the USA, and you can follow me personally at C Jarvis underscore thirteen on Instagram. And you can follow me, Noah Snyder, at Nessman930 on Twitter and at SunPuck on Instagram. And if you haven't done so already, please follow this podcast, The Red Half of Sheffield, on Twitter at Red Sheffield and on Facebook at The Red Half of Sheffield. So until the weekend when we play Peterborough United at Bramall Lane, up the blades, Chad. Up the blades. Come on, you red and white wizards. Thank you.